Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for standing by and welcome to the George Weston Limited 2021 First Quarter Results Conference Call. At this time, all participants' lines are in a listen-only mode. After the speaker's presentation, there will be a question and answer session. To ask a question during the session, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone. Please be advised that today's conference is being recorded. If you require any further assistance, please press star zero. I would now like to hand the conference over to your speaker, Tara Spears. Thank you. Please go ahead. Thank you, Phyllis, and good morning, everyone. Welcome to the George Weston Limited First Quarter 2021 Results Conference Call. I'm joined this morning by Galen Weston, our Chairman and Chief Executive Officer, Richard Dufresne, our President and CFO, and Luc Mongeau, the President of Western Foods. Before we begin today's call, I want to remind you that today's discussion will include forward-looking statements, which may include, but are not limited to, statements with respect to George Weston's anticipated future results and the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. These statements are based on assumptions and reflect management's current expectations. As such, they are subject to a number of risks and uncertainties that could cause actual results or events to differ materially from our expectations. These risks and uncertainties are discussed in the company's materials filed with the Canadian securities regulators. Any forward-looking statements speak only as of the date they are made. The company disclaims any intention or obligation to update or revise any forward-looking statements, whether as a result of new information, future events, or otherwise, other than what is required by law. Also, certain non-GAAP financial measures may be discussed or referred to today. Please refer to our annual report and other materials filed with the Canadian Securities Regulators for a reconciliation of each of these measures to the most directly comparable GAAP financial measure. Since Loblaw Companies Limited and Choice Properties have both released their first quarter 2021 results, we'll focus today's call on the performance of our Western Food segment. I will now turn the call over to Richard. Thank you and good morning, everyone. It's hard to believe that it's been over a year since the start of COVID-19. Our businesses continue to manage through the many challenges presented by the pandemic, demonstrating resiliency and a commitment to serving the needs of our customers and tenants. In late March, we made two important announcements. The first noted our plan to sell Western Foods, and the second announced the retirement of Sarah Davis as president of Loblaw, with Galen returning to Loblaw as chairman and president, and my own responsibilities expanding to include assuming the role of CFO of Loblaw. The man management changes at Loblaw were effective as Loblaw's annual general meeting last week, and we expect to launch the sale process for Western Foods next week. Turning to the quarter, our businesses performed well. 
On a consolidated basis, George Weston reported revenues of $12.4 billion for the quarter, essentially flat to last year. Compared to the first quarter of last year, adjusted net earnings available to common shareholders of the company were $243 million, an increase of $4 million, and adjusted diluted net earnings per share were $1.59, an increase of $0.04 per share, or 2.6%. The increases were due to the improvement in the underlying operating performance of Loblaw, partially offset by a decline at Western Foods and an increase in the company's adjusted effective tax rate. George Weston's corporate free cash flow was $196 million in the quarter. Loblaw performed well in the first quarter, recording a third quarter of sequential performance improvements. Revenue grew despite lapping over $750 million in incremental COVID-related sales in the final few weeks of Q1 2020, when consumers were stocking up at the start of wave one of COVID-19. Against revenue growth of over 10% in both food and drug last year, food retail sales in Q1 were strong, up 1.8%, and drug retail sales declined 1.9%. Choice Properties delivered solid financial results in the quarter. The business collected 98% of rent, once again, demonstrating the value of Choice Properties' necessity-based retail portfolio. Choice Properties also had an active quarter on the development development front, as evidenced by its announcement of a partnership to develop and revitalize the Golden Mile Shopping Center in Toronto. I'm pleased with how the business performed in the quarter. Many of you will recall that on our fourth quarter call in February, We predicted that the resurgence of COVID-19 in many parts of North America in the last month of that quarter would likely have a negative impact on first quarter results this year. That's exactly what happened, with the impact again being felt in retail celebratory categories such as cakes, certain food service channels, especially sit-down restaurants, and profitable Girl Scout cookie sales as a result of restrictions on door-to-door selling. If one looks through these impacts, the business made continued progress in the first quarter, delivering operational improvements in service levels and manufacturing efficiencies. I'm encouraged by the performance of Western Foods in the first four weeks following the first quarter, demonstrating sales growth of 6%, including the impact of foreign currency translation. We're seeing renewed signs of strength as the business regains momentum and COVID-19 restrictions subsides in certain regions and in key categories, including artisan, celebration, and food service. This gives us confidence in the underlying strength of the business as Luke and the Western Foods team have built a solid foundation and have managed the business well through the pandemic. I will now turn the call over to Galen. Thank you, Richard, and good morning, everyone. It has only been a few weeks since we last spoke following the announcement of our intention to sell Western Foods. Since then, we've been pleased with the initial interest shown by prospective buyers, as as Richard mentioned, and are well positioned to begin the sale process in the coming weeks. As we do so, it is with confidence about the underlying performance of Western Foods and conviction around the opportunity for it to unlock meaningful incremental value in the right hands. As we manage through the impact of additional COVID lockdowns, steady improvements in operating metrics and renewed signs of momentum since the quarter ended underpin our optimism. At the same time, Loblaw saw its fourth quarter of performance improvements. As Richard and I return to the roles of CFO and President, we will dedicate renewed time and energy to sustain that positive progress. 
Loblaw has a unique and complementary portfolio of market-leading assets. Together, they provide a powerful value proposition and significant long-term potential. We look forward to that future and engaging with the investment community when we are more firmly in our seats. And at Choice Properties, market-leading rent collection rates this quarter reinforced our confidence in that business's necessity-based portfolio and its focus on delivering stability and growth. Together, George Weston's businesses had a good start to the year. And while there continues to be uncertainty about what COVID holds in the near term, we are far enough into 2021 to know it will be a better year for all of us in our businesses and our communities. Finally, I want to express my deep appreciation for the colleagues in our stores, warehouses, properties, and bakeries who have all set an impressive standard in serving our customers and tenants throughout the pandemic. It is through their efforts that George Weston continues to build long-term value through market-leading businesses. I'd now like to open the call for questions. At this time, if you would like to ask a question, please press star then the number one on your telephone keypad. Your first question comes from the line of Irene Natale with RBC Capital Markets. Thanks and good morning, everyone. Uh, just, I guess, starting at the end, perhaps, wondering if you um, could update us on your thoughts, perhaps, around timing of the sale process and then, you know, post-sale use of proceeds and, you know, if you don't want to answer that, maybe what you think the optimal capital structure might be for, for a GWL without Western Foods. Uh, good morning, Irene. So as I mentioned in my remarks, uh, we're launching the sale process next week, which essentially means that that's when we're going to start contacting the potential people who've, who've shown us interest and, uh, in, in the business. So, uh, so this will be a normal M&A process though, where uh, we're going to be sending uh, materials for them to review. They're going to send us indications of interest, and then we're going to review those. So I suspect that it's probably going to take Four or five months before uh, before we uh, we're ready to uh, to announce something, but like we'll see. So uh, so that's 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 as far as I can tell you so far, and we'll keep you updated. As to use of proceeds, as we mentioned in the last call, I guess for now we're thinking that uh, unless we see opportunities in our existing business, most likely we'll be using uh, this cash to return it to uh, shareholders by way of uh, share buybacks. That's great. Um, any thoughts around perhaps redeeming some of the press? Uh, no. Like, uh, we really like those uh, perpetual preferred shares. I'm stressing the word perpetual here. And so, uh, so when we look at the value of George Weston shares, we still see a, a lot of value there. And so, therefore, we think it's a astute use of our cash to, uh, to buy those back. That's that's very helpful. Um, thank you. And then finally, turning to to Western Foods, just looking at the year over year decline in revenue, wondering if you can sort of give us a little bit of color around how much of that might have been the Girl Guide cookies versus other categories. Yeah, the Girl Guide uh, cookies is a big business in the first quarter of the year. It's about uh, just south of twenty percent of total sales. So they were responsible for close to um, to half of the uh, of the miss in the quarter. The other half would be our retail business. That's great. And then, okay, I'll, I'll, 
I'll stop it there because I'm sure someone else can pick up all the other questions. Thank you. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Your next question comes from the line of Mark Petrie with CIBC. Yeah, good morning. Uh, I just wanted to ask about... um food inflation and sort of how your input cost inflation and how you're seeing that uh, roll through your business today. And then, you know, what, uh, what's being done uh, with your customers with regards to, uh, to passing on those higher prices or higher costs. Yeah, we saw significant inflation in the quarter, uh, mostly in labor and distribution. As, uh, as we all know, there's a lot of, uh, inflation going on uh, right now. As always, we worked um, very <coughs> collaboratively with our business partners to drive efficiencies and productivities to mitigate the impact of that inflation. And we, uh, we don't comment on looking forward um, potential pricing action. Hi, Mark. It's Richard. Okay. Uh, I just want to add that uh, from a cost perspective, we have a, we have a hedging program on FX. And, uh, and so for the next few quarters, we, were, we have pretty high coverage. So as we get later in the year, we have less, but like, uh, so, so we, we feel good for the next, uh, next two quarters for sure from a cost perspective. Okay, understood, thanks. And uh, could you just update us, uh, Luke, with regards to the no-touch line, uh, how that's been ramping up, or, or, or one-touch, I guess, uh, how that's been ramping up and... Um, uh, with the with the second product, I guess the glazing. Uh, any update on all that, please? Yeah, One Touch continues to uh, to progress um, very well. We're still in the scaling up of the production uh, capacities right now. As you can imagine, this is potentially uh, a product where we will have to produce a couple million of donuts on a daily um, basis. So we take this very seriously. Next big step. Step is a continued uh, progressive rollout, which will happen uh, in the next few months. Okay, I appreciate it. And then I guess just Richard, could you just, what's your perspective in terms of share buyback activity, um, you know, before the, uh, before the um, bakery sale is completed um, and sort of uh, magnitude of that opportunity? Yeah, uh, as we've said in Q4, like, uh, George Weston has a lot of cash right now, and uh, and so we started a buyback program. 
uh, we, we're going to have to renew our NCIB, I think, uh, at the end of uh, at the end of the month. And so, uh, so we intend to be uh, to be quite active uh, over the coming months uh, on it. Uh, don't want to specify a number, but uh, we're going to be quite active. Okay, appreciate it. Thanks, and all the best. Your next question comes from the line of Patricia Baker with Scotia Bank. Uh, good morning, everyone. My first question is for Luke. Luke, Richard referred to the fact that you saw some good manufacturing efficiencies in, in Q1. Can you just talk more broadly about the underlying uh, operating trends in the business that may have been masked uh, by the COVID impact? Yeah, overall, we're seeing our bakeries uh, function uh, much better. This is a result of the investment that we've done over the last few years. Service levels are up. Uh, quality is significantly uh, up as well, and this is a reflection of the operational excellence system and processes we've put out in our uh, bakeries. We're extremely proud of the work that our bakers are doing during these uh, challenging times. Okay, thank you very much for that. And uh, Richard, if I may, two, two, two questions. So based, thanks for, for giving us a, a little bit more information on how long you think the process will take and the fact that you're launching the sales process next week. But based on the, you know, internal, uh, the incoming calls that you've received once you announced you were selling it, are you pretty optimistic? And, you know, a couple that, coupling that with what Luke just talked about, the, the progress improvements, are you pretty uh, optimistic that you'll be able to consummate a deal? Uh, <laughs> Very good question. The, the way I'd answer the question, Patricia, is, uh, is we feel we have an amazing business that has scale mm -hmm. and that has made significant progress over the last few years. And what our advisors are telling us is that we are uh, in a very, uh, uh, in a very uh, good environment to be uh, coming to market with a business like this. So, uh, so when I look at that and I look at the number of calls we got, uh, yes, I'm optimistic. Okay, I was just going to say it sounds like your short answer to my question is absolutely yes. Um, then, secondly, you know, I want to look at George Weston Limited and, you know, appreciate that uh, your intention currently is to return the cash, the proceeds, uh, you know, return that cash to shareholders by way of uh, buybacks. But if we if we look out further beyond, uh, the re you know, the sale of the baking business, the return of the cash to uh, shareholders, how should we be looking at the strategic agenda for George Weston Limited? How should we be looking at that business? How are you looking at that business or that, that yeah. company, rather? No, very good, very good question, Patricia. I think, uh, I think if you look at our structure, we're, we're very happy with the structure. I think it's worked out really well for us in the past. And we continue to see a role for George Weston, uh, both on capital allocation and strategy for the group. And we're mm -hmm. going to be, uh, there's a lot of cash that gets generated to uh, George Weston. So therefore, our purpose here is to make sure we allocate that cash well in the best way to uh, maximize value to shareholders. And we're doing that this year uh, by, uh, by being quite active on buybacks. So we'll, we'll focus on making their best decisions to uh, to maximize the value of shareholders while focusing on our two businesses. And for me, the way I'm thinking about this is if, if our two businesses perform well, if uh, George Weston, we, uh, we manage capital well, like our shareholders, i.e. at George Weston, should benefit from our actions. Okay, thank you for that.
Your next question comes from the line of Chris Lee with Desjardins. Good morning. Um, hey, Richard, um, you mentioned um, very clearly that you think the shares are undervalued. Just curious, in your own internal analysis, what, what do you think is a, is a fair HOCO discount um, for the company after the sale of Western Foods? That's a very good question, Chris, and it's one that's very difficult to predict. But uh, when I look at what's been happening over the last uh, few weeks following this announcement, and if I go back to where the holding company discount was when, uh, when essentially we had two businesses, uh, it seems to me that it's quite uh, possible that we end up with a, a mid-single-digit holding company discount for George Weston in the, in the future. Okay, that's helpful. And can I just ask, is that sort of mid-single digit, is that also predicated on, a, hypothetically, if you were to, let's say, you know, break up the company, is, is that sort of the mid-single digit is a reflection of mostly the tax liabilities that would be incurred if, if that happens, hypothetically? Oof, that's that's too complicated for me to answer. Okay. Like, I'm just looking I'm just looking at history, Chris. If I look at history, that's where we were before when the company was quite simple, and it's going to be quite simple, uh, I, I guess, a year from now. And so, therefore, uh, that's where I think it should be. It should be. So, uh, and it seems to be heading into that direction, too. So, Okay. No, I understand. And another question I have is, are you able to maybe provide us with some high-level parameters on how to think about the tax and transaction cost implication from the sale of Western Foods? Is it like 10 or 15% of the, the gross proceeds? Just some high level so we can sort of model the the net process yeah yeah accurately. it's uh it's it's not a significant amount okay okay I'll, I'll work with that thank you very much again if you would like to ask a question please press star then the number one on your telephone keypad And at this time, there are no further questions. I will now turn the call back for any closing remarks. Thank you, Phyllis, and thanks everyone for joining us this morning. If you have any follow-up questions, please don't hesitate to contact Roy or myself. And please mark your calendars for July 30th, 2021, when we report our Q2 2021 results. Thank you. That does conclude today's conference call. We thank you for participating. You may now disconnect. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.